Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin, and March Madness has officially begun. March 15th, Sunday evening, the brackets came out. We're going to go over the entire bracket for the most part, not every small team, but just the main parts of each of each region, the East, Midwest, South, and West. Discuss the one, two seeds and other seeds. Did the committee get it right? Did they miss it? And of course, they missed a few things. But overall, it was it was an okay performance by the committee. I did not like Villanova being a one seed, and I know their their record with only two losses. But I'm I'm just telling you, I have a bad feeling about Villanova in this tournament. We'll discuss that. Which teams got snubbed? Which teams got in that didn't deserve it? We're going to talk about that. But let's start tonight with the Kentucky Wildcats finished the regular season in, in SEC tournament with a 34 and 0 record 34 and 0 and 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 I know people are talking about the SEC right now that it's not as strong but remember this team beat North Carolina handedly they beat Kansas by 30 points they beat UCLA by 40 points and remember they went on the road to Louisville and beat them. So this team has been tested, and, and the biggest games they played, the, the best Kentucky played. So I'm, I'm not buying the fact that Kentucky plays in the SEC, and that's why they went undefeated, because I don't care what conference they played in, it was going to be the same thing. Nobody out there during the regular season could beat the Kentucky Wildcats. And now we have to go to the to the bracket and see, did the committee do Kentucky right? And, and you look at the team's, in this bracket with Kentucky, it's it's not a cakewalk. I joked earlier about being a cakewalk, but you look at Duke's side compared to Kentucky. Kentucky's got to deal with teams like West Virginia, Maryland, Texas, Butler, Notre Dame, Wichita State, and Kansas. So it's not a cakewalk, but I don't think anybody in there can beat Kentucky. I think Wichita State may have a small shot, the best shot of any, but I'm just not buying Kansas. Uh, I predicted them as a number two. Don't think they deserve to be the number two. Uh, but that's for another conversation. But the Kentucky Wildcats this weekend took care of business against Florida on Friday. They beat Auburn in the semifinals yesterday, and they took care of Arkansas today. So they just cakewalked through the SEC tournament. But let's talk real quick about the Auburn Tigers. Since I like the Auburn Tigers myself, three wins, in three days in the SEC tournament, they did lose 
by 25, 24 to Kentucky last night with two of their top rebounders suspended from the game. It was a respectable performance against Kentucky and KT Harrell and the Auburn Tigers. They beat Mississippi State on Wednesday. They beat – who they beat? I'm sorry. I'm losing my, my head here. They beat three teams. They beat Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and LSU, and they lost to Kentucky. But you have to be proud of what Bruce Pearl did for the Auburn Tigers, four regular season conference wins, three days. You can't be too ashamed of that. If, if you're an Auburn fan, you just have to look to the future and hope that that next year he can get up to the middle part of that conference and, and make this tournament. Five SEC teams in the tournament with Kentucky, Arkansas, Georgia, Ole Miss, and LSU. A lot of people thought LSU would be out losing to Auburn, but they had just enough to stay in there. And the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, you have to give them some love. Winning the ACC tournament, this team is playing good defense right now. They're shooting the ball. They're playing with confidence. The bad news for Notre Dame is they're playing in Kentucky's side. But, you know, Notre Dame's beaten some very good teams this year, and they're not going to shy away from Kentucky. So Notre Dame with a three, I thought possibly they could squeak in there to number two given they they beat Duke handily, and then they turn around and beat North Carolina back-to-back. But Duke with a number one seed, and a lot of people are screaming about that. How much of this number one seed for Duke is the name Duke, and how much was earned? I look at this Duke team, and I just don't see the toughness that I've seen in, in the past years. It's just one of those things I look at when I'm grading teams is the the mental mental and physical toughness. Which team has it in this tournament? We'll talk about that. But Duke, you look at their side. Gonzaga's the two seed. Kansas is the two in Kentucky. You look at the three seed, Iowa State. And in Kentucky, there's Notre Dame. Notre Dame, to me, is a better team than Iowa State. Number four, Georgetown in Duke's region. Maryland's the fourth. I mean, out of the Big Ten. The Big Ten's playing some good basketball. So if you look at it, it looks like to me Duke was a number, you know, has the easiest draw out of all the number ones. Maybe it's not not as bad as, as Villanova. Villanova. Villanova is the easiest bracket that I've seen so far. And I'm going to give you a couple of surprises out of this side as well. But this tournament, it is what it is. It's March Madness. Everybody's going to go fill out their brackets. They're going to try to to find the upsets. But I'm going to give you some advice when picking your brackets. I mean, you know, these upsets happen in the first round. But be careful of what you really consider an upset in a Cinderella team. Be careful of, of how far you put one of these teams out. Because at the end of the day, when we look at the Sweet 16 in a, a week or so, we're going to look back and you're going to see 14 teams that, that are no-brainers in there. And there's going to be two that are borderline. Could they be just Cinderella's or could they just be a, a eight or nine seed just like Kentucky was last year that made it? I just don't think there's any teams in this bracket that's just going to make the sweet 16 out of nowhere. I, I'm just not seeing it. I could be wrong. But I look over this bracket, and it's 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 pretty even. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about a team here in just a moment. I know I'm a little all over the place right now, but that's okay. It's March Madness, and then even my mind can go mad looking at all these brackets and these numbers. But, you know, I look at it, Wisconsin today, the number one seed, and I've been predicting them for a long time to be a number one seed. I think they're the second number one seed. They're actually the fourth number one seed. And what surprised some people 
is going into the day, after last night, Wisconsin was locked into number one seat with the committee. And I said that as well. I, there was no way that Wisconsin was not going to be a number one seat. Now, I don't agree I don't agree with Villanova, but it just doesn't shock me. I predicted them to be a number one, but that doesn't mean I agree with it at all. But I, I just look at this. I look at Wisconsin, the way they play basketball, and the only thing that disappointed me is they have to play Kentucky in a semifinal instead of being on the opposite side. So I know a lot of the world wants to see Duke and Kentucky, but I'm telling you, I mean, Duke showed their weaknesses the other night. They were flat. Uh, some people say they didn't want to be there and play, but I'm from the school. You don't ever lose a game on purpose. And anybody that says that's a fool. But uh, Wisconsin today playing Michigan State. And I, and I know the Big Ten people have hammered on that this year. It's not as strong. That was the best basketball game I've seen all year was, was Wisconsin and Michigan State. Tom Izzo, Bo Ryan slugging it out in the Big Ten championship game. A controversial call, actually, or a controversial no call. Wisconsin was going out of bounds to save a ball. It still was obviously on the line. They get fouled, hit two free throws, tie the game. It goes into overtime, and then the rest is history. Wisconsin takes care of business in overtime. I think they shut out Michigan State in overtime. But this Wisconsin team is one team that, that I really enjoy watching. I'm a I'm a Wisconsin fan. I'm going to tell you, I'm a fan of Bo Ryan. I'm a fan of the way they play the game. And that's a team that, that I'm saying is going to the Final Four. And I, I just cannot pick against them with what they have. You look at that bracket, Oregon and, or Oklahoma State is going to be a tough matchup. Wisconsin's not going to be the type of team that goes into this bracket and just blows people out. They're not going to be like that. They have tough, tough matchups if they do survive. Oregon and Oklahoma State, they've got to possibly play a North Carolina and Arkansas. So their first part of their bracket, to me, the first two games, or after the first game, excuse me, their second and third game is going to be tougher to get to the Final Four, I think. You know, Baylor's down there at the bottom. They would have to play them or, or Arizona. You never know when when a when a VCU could sneak in there. But this, this West is a good bracket. It's tough. And if you're Wisconsin – just play, get to the Sweet 16, and if you do that, you have a week to prepare to probably play in Arkansas or North Carolina. Which team matches up better? We'll talk about that on our next show. We will have a a show this week before the brackets actually tip off. Maybe not the first night, but we'll we'll discuss this bracket in detail. But tonight, I just want to hear the callers. I'm trying to get my studio back up, so if you want to talk, press number one. I'll get you in here if you'd like to talk about what's going on with the brackets and what your predictions are. So I have several callers in queue. Press number one if you want to come in, and I'll get you on. I'm I'm interested to hear the callers, what you have to say tonight. So one thing that surprised me tonight when I was looking at the brackets was UCLA made this tournament. And I was stunned to see UCLA get in this tournament. This is a team that had seven points at halftime against Kentucky. I mean, they they beat nobody. They they beat Stanford was their quality win. And we're going to bring a caller in from the 727 area code. You're on way in sports. Who's this? Hey, Brian. It's Jonathan. Jonathan. Welcome, man. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, I was um I was at work and was actually able to watch the selection show. And I had to agree with you. I was stunned 
that UCLA got in. I think this is one of the instances where name recognition got them in more than anything. Um, and I think that the committee with the one seed, uh, I don't think Duke's deserving of it. I think Duke should have been handed a two seed. I think Arizona should have gotten their one seed. I think Arizona should be the one seed of the West bracket with Wisconsin getting Midwest, Kentucky getting South. And I mean, if we're going to root true regional with it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Hey, I, I agree with you. Wisconsin's my pick. Don't you just love watching Wisconsin play, Jonathan? I mean, just watching the way they play team basketball, how how they're so smart on the court, how they're how they're coached. I mean, how can you not be a fan of Wisconsin? Oh, you're right. It, I mean, they run that same swing offense, and it works time and time again. They play great defense. It's a full team. I mean, yeah, they have their star in Frank Kaminsky. You know, if the shot comes down to it, he he's most likely to get it. But you can't look back Decker. Decker's been absolutely amazing for them this year. Uh, he looked very good in the tournament last year. This Wisconsin team, with all those guys coming back from last year, I mean, it's hard to pick against the, against them. They've been there before. Most most of these guys are going to have minutes, have been there before. They know what to do. They played Kentucky last year. They played them extremely tough. And I think, you know, that could be a great semifinal game. Hey, Jonathan, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me, Jonathan? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm having a little connectivity problem. But who was the guard that Wisconsin lost, the black guy from last year? Is he still there? I didn't see him. Is he hurt? No, he graduated. Okay, okay. I thought he was hurt for some reason, but but I, I'm going to talk about Duke for a moment with you. And you know, last night I projected my one seed, you know, Duke and everything. But yeah, how do you reward Duke a number one seed when Virginia won the conference the regular season, Notre Dame won the conference tournament, and Arizona won the Pac-12 in the tournament? So how does Duke? I mean, I, I know Notre Dame wasn't going to get a one, but with all of those different scenarios that happen, how does Duke get in there? Is that just by their name? Because I just don't believe they're that great. I think it is because of the name brand. And I think that everybody's sitting there looking at it going, well, they have Jamal Okafor, who's one of the best in the game, and people are looking at star players right now. Um, but we saw with Notre Dame. You let Jamal Okafor, let him get 30 points. If you can shut down everybody else, so you're going to be fine and foul him. He's not a very good free throw shooter. And when Duke, if they get to play San Diego State in the second round, which I mean, San Diego State's going to have a great matchup with St. John's, but if those two go at it, San Diego State's one of the best defensive teams in college, in college basketball. I mean, this is going to, that could be a real test to see if Duke can get a pass that game. If they can, they could run it at Utah or Georgetown. Again, two very strong defensive teams. Utah is very good inside. I mean, looking at it, Duke has a strong possibility of maybe not getting out of that bracket. You could see Iowa State actually coming out of that bracket. And, and Jonathan, I want to talk some odds real quick. This is from Westgate Superbook in Vegas, the odds of winning the championship. I want to go through these and then get your thoughts. Kentucky is even money. Duke 6-1. to one. Wisconsin 6-1. to one. Those are the two teams – that are close to Kentucky. Eight to one Villanova, fifteen to one Arizona, fifteen to one Virginia, eighteen to one Gonzaga, twenty-five to one North Carolina, forty to one Baylor, forty to one Iowa State, and forty to one Kansas. Anything jump out to you? Give us your early, 
you know, just a value bet, Jonathan. You want to make some real money. Who do you take? Iowa State's great value um, at those odds. They're fantastic value. Uh, stay away from Baylor. There's no way you're going with Baylor. Stay away from North Carolina. North Carolina's problem is that they turn the ball over more than they force. Um, that doesn't work when you get to the championship. Um, Duke, I back away from. Uh, Gonzaga, I believe, is overrated. Villanova's overrated. Forward guard offenses don't work when you get to the tournament. You need a point guard and you need a center. That's that's what you need. Four guard offense aren't going to work out. Villanova as a one seed, do I agree that they deserve it? Yes. Do I think that they're going to get to the final four? That's a stretch. I think Virginia is the better team in that bracket. Virginia is just not playing like that as of late. Um, I mean, if that's you're looking good, for a very a good, good value, that it's Iowa State. That's a good point about Villanova. Do they deserve it? Probably. You look at their record and everything. I'm not sold on those wins. You look at you look at that schedule, nothing just jumps out at me, Jonathan, that says Villanova is a, a number one team. I could easily, easily put Arizona in Villanova's slot. I know you would be fine with that with, if today's bracket came out and Arizona was one and with Villanova was two. I have no problem with that bracket. I, I wouldn't at all. I think Arizona has done everything to deserve to be a one seed. The fact that they did not get it surprises me. I mean, they ran through the Pac-12 like nobody else. They waltzed through the tournament. They had a good non-conference schedule and they won games. Arizona deserved the one the one seed. And I think what they've done is they've given Arizona extra motivation now. I think Arizona's not going to have any problems getting to the Sweet 16. I mean, in all reality, they should probably get to the Elite Eight. So that that's something you have to look at to where – you look at Arizona, looking at their half of the bracket, almost seems to be a lock unless they have a slip-up to get to Elite Eight, in which they're, you know, Wisconsin's still got to deal with North Carolina and Arkansas. That's some, yeah, that's some good points. Wisconsin, and let's talk about their first part of their bracket. You've probably heard me talking about this. They, play, they could possibly play Oregon or Oklahoma State in the second round, and then they have to turn around and probably play Arkansas or North Carolina. That, that's not easy for Wisconsin those matchups. It's going to be tough games, but once they get past those, if they can, watch out for Wisconsin. I'm surprised Oklahoma State got in with their record. Um, very up and down team this year. I mean, finished 18 and 13, not impressive whatsoever. Oregon defensively, you just, I mean, they play right in Wisconsin's hands. You know, Oregon, the whole thing is they might be able to stop at the first 10, 15 seconds of the shot clock. Wisconsin doesn't shoot until there's 10 seconds left. They're going to get their bucket. And Wisconsin yeah. put on an offensive performance we haven't seen before, at least efficiency-wise. Um, and then Arkansas, I think, it should handle Wofford. Arkansas is a very good team led by Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis has been a very good player this year for Arkansas. In all honesty, I mean, he's probably the most important player to his team in the SEC and should – um, rightfully win the SEC Conference Player of the Year. So without him, Arkansas doesn't make the tournament. North Carolina's got a tough matchup in Harvard. No doubt about that. I think North Carolina should win that game. They're extremely talented. North Carolina Arkansas is going to be a great game. I don't think either one of those teams, though, can beat Wisconsin. Uh, I think Wisconsin easily is, if not the best team in the nation, the second best team in the nation. Yeah, I, I really think the Wisconsin, if, if you could see a Kentucky-Wisconsin game in the Final Four, I think that's your national championship. The winner of that game, no doubt about it. 
best team in college basketball, which I, I just don't think Wisconsin is the fourth number one seed, Jonathan. That just really aggravated me. If, if they were good enough to be a number one seed last night and they turn around and beat a good Michigan State team in a championship, won the Big Ten regular season a tournament, why didn't they move up past you? That's what I don't understand is if they were number one last night, why didn't they improve on that after Duke lost two nights ago? Exactly. I don't either. And, you know, Michigan State is a very good team. They have a very good coach. He gets the best out of the talent. I mean, his players may not be four- and five-star recruits, but he turns them into five-stars by the time they leave. He does a great job of it every time. Gary Harris and Adrian Payne were the you know the last two players. So come out. They were first-round picks. When they were coming to high school, nobody would have thought about that. So to, to see Wisconsin wind up being the number four one seed just – it just blew my mind. I couldn't understand it. And, I mean, looking at it, you know, there's no guarantee Arizona gets to the Sweet 16 if they get Ohio State in the second round. If ZCU beats Ohio State, I, I take Arizona all the way to the Elite Eight. If Ohio State beats ZCU, they can beat Arizona. Arizona's extremely talented, don't get me wrong. Athletically, they're unreal. But Ohio State's just one of those teams. They find a way to win in March. They just do. It's amazing. Every year you find Ohio State teams that creep themselves in the 16 and Elite Eight. So that's a team to keep your eye on, especially as a 10 seed. I mean, there's decent value there for them to make the Final Four run because, I mean, we've seen them play Ohio, Wisconsin tough. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a team, Jonathan. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. and I want to back, to the, I want to back into the Midwest, but Louisville, a four seed in the East. I look at this bracket, and, I mean, is there a chance? To, I mean, I see Louisville has a good shot if they can make it past that first two games against UC Irvine and possibly Northern Iowa. I think they could beat Villanova. I think they could run all the way through the East. What are your thoughts on that? Louisville beat Virginia uh, last weekend. So, it's, it's I mean, Louisville's a team that's not as good as in the years past, but looking at this bracket, Jonathan, I think they could get through it. I think we can. I mean, Northern Iowa-Wyoming is going to be a great first-round game to watch. Wyoming is an extremely talented team. They have Larry Nance Jr., who, if you remember watching his dad when he played pro ball, was outstanding. Junior's just as amazing to watch at times. Northern Iowa is a very good team. Louisville will have their hands full with whoever wins that game. Um, But Louisville should walk Villanova's dogs. I mean, walk their dog. With the defense that they run under Patino, they should be able to walk Louisville's dog, force them into taking bad shots. If you look at the bottom half of the bracket, I mean, I don't know how Oklahoma got a three seed and Michigan State got a seven, to be honest with you. I think that right there is just a miscarriage of justice. That Michigan State-Virginia game in the second round is going to be a great game. The winner of that game will probably play Louisville in the Elite Eight, and that's going to be a hard-fought game if it's, you know, I can go either way. Louisville has a very good chance of getting out of their bracket. Very good chance. I think Michigan State has a good chance of getting out of their bracket as a seventy. It's it's just it's amazing though. Pay attention to Northern Iowa. Really do. That is a top twenty five team all day. Plays like a top twenty team pretty much all season. That's a team that I think can play with anybody. This is not a Ali Arukma you know, Rukmanas's team when they upset Kansas. No, 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 no. This Northern Iowa team is much better than that. They are fighters. 
watch them. They have a chance to maybe even sneak out of this bracket, and that would just stun everybody. You know, you know, last year Wichita State was a number one, and Kentucky was, I think, an eight. And I picked Kentucky to to make it all the way to the championship. I got lucky on that. But Villanova is that one seed right here with an LSU or an NC State. Either one of them, I think, matches up well. LSU is in particular, Jonathan, with the size they have down low. LSU, I know they lost to Auburn, and it, it happens. You know, you can you can lose to a high school team on occasion. But LSU has the ingredient to make a run in this bracket as well. If they could get past NC State, I think they could beat Villanova. I think they could. I think it just stems back to more. I think Villanova um, is – they're tough to guard because of the speed they put on the floor, but they can't get inside. And that's going to be their downfall because you go against an LSU – you're not going to be able to get inside too often against them. You're going to have to beat them from the three-point line. So, and that, that's kind of how Notre Dame is going to be the same way. Notre Dame's the kind of team where, in all reality, they're going to have to beat you from the three-point line. Notre Dame's recipes for success. Don't turn the ball over, shoot threes, and get to the line. Well, they're not going to beat you inside, so just keep Notre Dame outside and don't foul them. <laughs> I mean, it's easier said than done, but they'll know it's the same way. You make sure you keep them outside the yard and don't foul them. Make them put up shots. Because the more shots they put up, the more they miss. The more they miss, the higher chance you have of getting rebounds and getting back down and getting points. That's the big thing here. you got to limit Villanova's second-chance points. Well, Jonathan, first of all, Georgia doesn't have a chance to beat Michigan State, do they? I mean, unless that kid they got down low goes off for 40. They had no chance. I mean, I like what Jordan has done this year. I've been very impressed with them. They fought Kentucky tooth and nail just a couple of weeks ago. But I don't think they're nowhere near as talented as Michigan State. Not not even close. I don't, I don't either. And and call me, tell me if I'm crazy here. Texas, looking at Butler first round, then possible Notre Dame. I could see Texas in the Sweet 16. Am I crazy for that? Texas looks like a tournament team to me. They, they look good. They just had some bad luck this year. The Texas have a lot of talent, and you're right. There are just there are times when you watch them play, and you 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 can't really say, could the ball have gone any other way for them? I, I mean, it, it's just unreal the bad luck that struck them this year. I think they can get past Butler against Notre Dame. Should be a good game. I mean, Texas has a very strong chance of getting in the Sweet 16. Very strong chance. Yeah, that's my 11 seed. And looking at this bracket, all of the brackets, how do you tell the audience out here that's listening when you're filling out your bracket? What do you what do you look for? Do you always do twelve over five? And mine changes year to year, by the way. I I do like twelve over five, but how do you go about picking your bracket and picking upsets? When it comes down to it, I look for teams that have come into the tournament hot. I you know, you have to come into the tournament hot. When it comes to these small school teams, you look for guys, big men particularly, that you watch. I mean, actually sit down and watch them. You have to watch a lot of college basketball, watch highlight films, whatever you got to do, and see who's really, you know, got talent. I mean, nobody really heard of Kenneth Fareed until Moorhead stayed upset Louisville, and he was a monster in that game. You know, you got to look for, and I'll say this time and time again, every team that wins a championship has some sort of defenseless presence down low. Can he chip in points? Beautifully. I mean, look at it. UNC won with Hansborough, Duke won with the Plumleys, Butler made back-to-back runs with Matt Howard. 
Uh, Louisville had Gorgie Dang. I mean, even Connecticut had big guys down low, like uh, o- o- uh, Alex Orkate. Um, You know, I mean, th- there's always somebody down there who's got to be a defensive presence. You look for a veteran leadership point guard. Freshman point guards don't make deep runs in the tournament. Just ask John Wall. They don't. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens time and time again. Somebody wants to bank on a Kendall Marshall or they want to bank on a John Wall. No. Your Sebastian Pierce, your Temple Walkers, your guys that have been there three, four years always seem to make the run. That's why Gonzaga's a team to keep an eye on. they got a senior point guard. Arizona's got a senior point guard in McConnell. I mean, Wisconsin's got uh, an upperclassman. You know, that's why uh, Kentucky kind of makes me nervous because they had that team with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, and that was the dream team for college basketball, and they got bounced in the Sweet 16. I mean, last year's team actually had some veteran leadership. That's why you just got to look at it and actually pay attention. Look for veteran leadership, but look for a point guard and a center combo. Your two through four is what it is. What it is. You need a guy down low. You need a guy to run the show. That's some that's some great points and and the big men I think are you know the point guard everybody always talks about the point guard in tournaments but the big man is key and that's really why I, I like Kentucky a lot look at their size Jonathan look at Kentucky depth the size and the point the best point guard is not the one that stars it's not the Harrison brother am I right Oh no you're definitely right it's uh, Tyler Ulysses that's their best point guard right there. I mean, the way he plays him off the bench is absolutely outstanding. That's somebody who that kid is, has a chance of going in the lottery uh, coming around in, in June. I mean, he's a very good point guard. He has a he has a great control of the game. The Harrison brothers are fun to put together, but they're more scoring guards than anything. And even then, they're not great scoring guards. They're fun to watch at times, and they can put ridiculous shots from downtown. But you put Ulysses on the floor with the two twin towers they have, and that's when Kentucky really runs the show. And then I think the deeper we go in this tournament, and I'm going to say Sweet 16 and beyond, that's when Ulysses is going to play more. You you bet anything on this, Jonathan. He will have just as many minutes, if not more, than, than the Harrison twin right there because once you get to that level, it's serious time. And I don't think Calipari's worried about – whose feelings he hurts at that time, really. He knows they're going anyway. He wants to win, and I think he was giving him the best chance to win a national championship. I agree. All Town Perry wants to do is win another rank. He wants to get these kids who are going to be one and done anyways. Some of them are two and done, but he wants to get them rings too. And you know what? Come tournament time, a lot of these guys tend to swallow their egos and realize, look, this guy is going to give us a better chance to win. Play him. We need to win. I don't want to go out there and put my numbers, okay? I've had 33 games, 34 games to make scouts look at me and make my numbers look good. And now we have a couple games to put it all together and to win a ring, and that's more important than anything right now. Yeah, in Kentucky, and if you look back, Jonathan, at their big games this year, Kansas, UCLA was a big game at the time, North Carolina, Louisville on the road, they played their best. When they when more was on the line, when the most was on the line, Kentucky showed up. So people actually think Kentucky's going to overlook somebody in this tournament. I mean, there's no chance in that. These guys are on a mission, and they're ten deep. McDonald's All Americans, Jonathan. I mean, how are you going to beat Kentucky when they can play anybody they want off that bench? Whoever has the high hand, I just I just don't see how you can beat them. You have the only way you can beat Kentucky is if you don't get frustrated. 
every time you've seen Kentucky go on an upset alert, it was against a team that made you, made you do a double take because it was an inferior opponent that you knew they weren't really taken seriously. They knew they could beat them. It was just wait till the last five minutes of the game. We'll turn it on. Um, and looking at it, you got to have a team with senior leadership. You got to look at a team that can go inside out, and you got to have a guy who can make the who can stretch the floor. You need a big guy who can who can really go inside out. You need a Frank Kaminsky. You need some, you need a guy who's going to make their bigs chase. Because if you make your bigs chase, they get tired. When a guy gets tired, he tends to uh, start fouling more often than not. I think that's what they have to do. You have to make them chase. You have to have Maryland, West Virginia, those kind of teams have to get Kentucky to chase. But Kentucky might not run into any problems until they get to the Elite Eight. That's the, that's the beauty of their bracket. The bottom half of their bracket stacked when you look at it with Kansas and Wichita and Notre Dame. Butler, Texas, um, Indiana. I mean, whoever gets out of there, they're going to be gassed when they go up against Kentucky, but they got to find somebody that can make them change. Chris Alexander for Kansas can kind of make you work a lot. That's somebody you got to keep an eye on. Wichita State with Baker can make you work a lot. You know, Pat Connaughton from Notre Dame will make you work all game long. I mean, if you watch that Notre Dame-North Carolina game, which you saw was a team that went on a 24-3 run because of one guy – just kept working at it and working at it and working at it, and finally he found some success. And that's the thing about Notre Dame, that in all honesty, they could be a scary team when you have to play them this much. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just like this Kentucky team, Jonathan, and it's, you look at their leading score is averaging, I think, 12 points a game. This team just does it with defense and, and unselfish play. If you watch them today against Arkansas, you look at the first half, how many points they scored. Every point besides maybe two was, was with an assist. These guys make that extra pass. And when you see freshmen and sophomore playing, Jonathan, it's not characteristic of them to make those extra passes. How has Calipari been able – you know, it, it started last year once they got to the tournament, the SEC tournament. They started playing Calipari team basketball, and it showed they made it to the championship. How did he get them to buy into it, and, and why did it take him so long? Sooner or later, the, player, the players have to check their ego. And I think Calipari all year is trying to get these guys to check their egos. And some of them just won't do it. They want to continue to go out there. I was a superstar in high school. I want to continue to be the superstar. And it just creates a lot of friction in the team at times. Calipari finds a good way to get guys to put their egos at the door. Maybe it takes all season to do it. Maybe he makes you play. Maybe you have to play bad stretches and he embarrasses you at times. But he's got he finds a way just to get guys to leave their egos in the locker room and bring it out onto the court. And you know, it's it's he's done a heck of a job coaching. I you know, I was one of the one of the probably many who at some point or another said, I don't know if Calipari's that good of a coach. I think he's more of a recruiter. But the more I watch Kentucky, the more I see, you know what? He might not be the best X's and O's coach around, but he knows how to get his guys to come together and actually play ball. And that's that's the best thing you can be as a coach because you can draw plays all game long, but if you can't get your guys to execute, it's useless. Yeah, and, the, and the, how crisp they are. And if you noticed, every time Kentucky gets threatened, Jonathan, when they when that game gets tied, how they can go on that ten twelve over run. I mean, that that's coaching. I mean, is it not? That's, that's a definition of coaching. What your team does in adversity, and it seems like these guys just just excel. Every time somebody hits them in the face, 
they they punch them back three times. So that's why Kentucky it's going to be hard to beat them because they never quit. You can't get a lead on Kentucky, a big lead, because it's just – I mean, you know what I mean. The defense they play, they're never down by more than six or seven usually, and they can always turn on a run in just a matter of seconds, and then they're up ten on you. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to beat Kentucky, you have to bury them early and keep it up. I mean, you got to get up on them 15, 20 points to just keep the pressure going. You can't relent. You can't get tired for one second. You just got to keep going full throttle at them. You gotta hope they have a bad night shooting and just shoot under them. I mean, the best way to keep beat Kentucky, from the looks of it, is you gotta keep the, the towers out from inside. You gotta try and find a way to make them score all their points outside of the paint. Because you let them get inside, they'll eat you alive. And if you know Wisconsin, that's the reason I like them to possibly beat Kentucky is because they can slow that game down for Kentucky, and and they can make those extra passes like you mentioned earlier. And and Kaminsky, he's gonna make he's gonna make those bigs work for Kentucky by being able to knock down the threes. So when I look at this entire bracket, when I look at every team's strengths and weaknesses matched up against Kentucky, Jonathan, Wisconsin is the only team that I think has a real good shot to beat Kentucky. I agree. I, I think if you if you want to do a little bit of comparison, which you know I like to do from time to time, I think Kentucky is your Miami Heat of last year. They're the other team that everybody's talking about. They're all popular. They have all the superstars. Everything seems to be going right for them. And Wisconsin's your San Antonio Spurs. People tend to forget that they're doing so well and that they're just rolling through it. And they make that extra pass. They pass seven times in a span of three seconds. You're trying to figure out how that guy who just drilled that wide open three even got the ball. And that's why I think this is going to be a great matchup if those two get together. It was a fantastic game last year. I loved watching every second of that game last year. I think this year, if they get together, we can see another instant classic. Man, I'm I'm getting fired up about this tournament. I know a lot of people, Jonathan, they're not very excited about it. I don't understand when you look at this bracket how you're not excited about what could be. And you never know when a when a number seven seed Wichita State's going to tear through and and give Kentucky some fifth there at the end. You just never know. So give me a team, Jonathan, at this bracket, you know, from uh, probably, uh, let's say, an eight seed higher, who could make some noise? When I say higher, I mean eight to 16. Who could come in there and make a run at the Elite Eight? I mean, in that Midwest bracket, probably best shot at an underdog might be Valparaiso, believe it or not, in the Midwest. Valparaiso could be a team that just – I mean, they got nothing to lose. They've played great all year. They have a complete team going on there. They could take – they could find a way to the Sweet 16 and give Kentucky some serious fit. They might not be as athletic, but they're a well-disciplined team. Um, I think that's a team, in all honesty, to look out for in the Midwest as, as a true underdog. I mean, of course, Texas is a sexy name. They're the big name. Everyone wants to look at them. You know, oh, can they make an Elite Eight run? Of course they can. But if you're looking for that obscure, what did he just say? Valparaiso. That's a team that I think they could honestly make a run in that in that, in that bracket. Yeah, last year's bracket, Jonathan, I was – I did so well in that bracket. I mean, it's probably the best bracket I've ever had. And I'm going to use the same recipe that I used last year. And you know what that was? What was that? watching basketball all year and remembering everything that I watched and 
And, you know, one thing you mentioned earlier in this program was who's hot coming into the tournament. To me, when Kentucky took Florida down and made the, the SEC championship game and almost beat them, they were hot. That was a big hurdle for Kentucky. That's why I pushed them on through. And you always have to look at the matchup. So I'm going to use how hot are you, the senior leadership, the point guard, the big man, and just the eye test, Jonathan. I don't care about the seeds. I don't care about where it's played, really. I want to look at matchups and, and my gut feeling. And I think this year there's going to be a number one team knocked out in the second round. Somebody's Ooh. going down. That's a good man. one. That's a good one. I mean, Villanova, and I think I think Villanova and Duke are the two things you got to look at and say upset alert. Duke will have a tough matchup, tough, tough matchup with San Diego State or St. John's, and Villanova will have a tough match, tough matchup with NC State or LSU. I mean, there's a very good chance that either one of them goes down. I think Wisconsin and Kentucky are going to be safe. I think they're, I think you can almost write them into your seat 16. But Villanova and Duke, you really got to do some thinking, got to do some watching, got to do some homework on it, man. Really do. Well, I want to talk about a team. I don't know they're not sexy by no means, but how in the world did Indiana make the term? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I didn't think the at-large bids were going to be that weak this year. I'm surprised more mid-majors who had excellent years like Murray State didn't get in. I mean, it blows my mind that Boise State and Dayton and Ole Miss and BYU are your last four in when Oklahoma State, Indiana, and UCLA aren't. Those three teams, I think, are your last four if they deserve to be in at all. I mean, Murray Ole State Miss should be, be in there above either one of them. Ole Miss would would beat either of those three teams that we just talked about. Murray State, Dick Vitale, I thought he was going to have a heart attack when he was talking about how they won 25 games in a row and, and they didn't make it. I mean, why do you reward teams? I see Texas, why they made it. I mean, I can see that. They did play a lot better competition. But why not let Murray State in the tournament over UCLA? Why not let them in the tournament over Indiana? I mean, this is just dead weight, really, when you look at UCLA and Indiana. They're just in there because of their name, and they're from a big conference. But I would much rather see a Murray State play, wouldn't you, than one of these teams? Of course I would. I mean, March Madness is all about the Cinderella mid-major. It's not about the Cinderella 11 seed Texas or uh, UCLA or you know, what, what, is Indi- what is Indiana? I mean, what are they, a 10 seed? I mean, come on. Those are Cinderella's. Those are big-name schools that don't belong. Put Murray State in there. Put Dayton in there. Put Richmond in there. Let's see them play ball. You know what I mean? Those, those schools deserve a shot to get their first-round fight. And if you're going to make anybody play those playing games, make it be the Texas and the Indiana and the UCLA who really don't deserve to be there, but let's see if they really want it. Yeah, I mean, that's right. When I look down and I see a powerhouse named UCLA at 11, you know that there's a problem there. When I look at a 10 seed and see Indiana there, when I look at a 10 seed and see Georgia there, come on, get those guys out of here. I'm sorry. I, I do not see why Georgia's even in the tournament. I, I'm one of the few. For some reason, Jonathan, I can't look at their schedule and say, wow, Georgia's a tournament team. I have no idea. They're using the injury bug is a reason for excuses for losing. But remember, Auburn went into Georgia and beat them. So they're not that great of a a basketball team. I'm amazed LSU got in at all. 
to be perfectly honest. I mean, I would rather Georgia Southern be there over LSU. <laughs> I mean, and I know Georgia Southern and Georgia State played probably one of the worst conference championship games you've ever seen. I mean, it was a thrilling finish, 38-36. I mean, come on, really? And, and, you know, Jonathan, with UCLA, I can't get over a score at the Kentucky game. They had seven points. Seven at halftime against Kentucky. Come on. Really? And you're going to be in the tournament? And that's something that stains you all season. You can't run away from that. And, and there's a team, you know, SMU is going to beat UCLA in that first round. I know it. I mean, I'd be surprised. But what do you know about UAB? Iowa State's coming off of the, you know, the emotional second year in a row winning the Big 12 Conference Championship, the tournament. But could UAB as a 14 seed sneak up and knock Iowa State out of this tournament? No. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Iowa State's on a roll right now. They're a great basketball team to watch. Uh, I think that UAB might try and give them a fit the first 10 minutes of the game, but Iowa State should handle them. Um, I, uh, you know, I think Iowa State's one of the better teams in the nation. And, I mean, poor UAB just drew a poor matchup. How do you go up against a team that, you know, there's not many teams hotter than Iowa State right now. <laughs> yeah, and you look, I'm going to tell you about Auburn. You know, they suck at basketball, but they did have a great three-day run in the tournament. But you look at some of the teams in this tournament, Xavier, Auburn beat, uh, LSU, Auburn beat twice, Georgia, Auburn beat, and there's somebody else I'm missing. But, but I, I just think if Auburn beats you this year, you should not be in that tournament. I mean, I've, I've watched I've watched a lot, enough basketball to know that Auburn's a bad basketball team, and if they beat you two out of three times, one at your place, you don't deserve to be in the tournament. LSU should not be in this tournament right now. No, I mean, LSU shouldn't be there. I don't think Georgia should be there. Ole Miss is one of those teams that's real hit and miss on that. The SEC outside of Kentucky and Arkansas, is extremely weak. It's a weak conference. They're not a basketball conference right now. Tennessee's down. Florida had a dreadful year. Missouri, ever since they've joined, has sunk. A&M's down. Georgia's not good. LSU's not good. Auburn sucks. Alabama's terrible. Mississippi State's god-awful. I mean, this is just not a good conference for basketball in all reality. South Carolina, Missouri are just god-awful. Yeah, I mean, and there was all that buzz that. about South Carolina. All that buzz about South Carolina at the beginning of the year. Look at South Carolina. Look what they can do. They suck. Yeah, it's just – it's not. It's all about Kentucky. Could you imagine if Kentucky was not in the SEC right now? Hell, there might not be a team in the tournament except the one that won this conference tournament because they're forced to have one. But uh, the so, name, Kentucky gives the SEC a lot of weight in, in basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they really do. It's just like how Ohio State did for the Big Ten football for a couple of years. You know, I mean, you see it happen all the time. I mean, the Big 12 in football was down for a little bit before TCU and Baylor popped out of nowhere. You know, you you see it happen. It's just in basketball, it seems to happen more often than not. I think it's just the fickle nature of basketball recruiting and if you can really get these kids to come together and play or not. It's one of the few team sports where you reward guys for being true individuals. And if you watch an NBA game, it's more a five one-on-one battle than it is a whole, than it is team on team. 
And and that's why basketball, you need a really good coach who gets you guys to come together. And see, I think Calipari is the best in the business at getting his guys to come together. And, and, and I think his arrogance a little bit, his team feeds off that. If you notice, I don't know if you watched Calipari today talk to the media, Johnson, but Man, he was kind of he was a little cocky, and I, I think his players see him sticking his neck out, and they're not going to let him down. They keep getting up. They keep getting up. Everybody says they were going to crumble. You remember Paul Ewing said Kentucky was going to lose two or three games in the regular season. Well, I just said, not going to happen, buddy, and, and you see what happened. Calipari, I mean, does, the bigger the stage, does he get to be a better coach? I think he. I think he relishes being in that big stage. He he loves the limelight. That's what he wants. He wants people to see him. I mean, he's not a me 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 guy, but I think he's more of a team 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 guy. You need to pay attention to him coaching to. I don't care who it is. It could be telling Ted school for the deaf and blind. We're the best in the nation. Nobody can touch us. You're a loser for even trying to beat us. I mean, that's Calipari. That's what he is at his finest. The greatest it seems like at those positions tend to be. The, the, the cockiest, the most arrogant, because they're good at it. They know they're good, and they're going to keep reminding you, hey, you're not better than me. Well, Jonathan, I want to hear Quinn's in the studio. He hasn't pressed number one yet. I want to hear him talk about Kentucky. He, uh, he's a Kentucky hater, Quinn is now. And he, he thinks Kentucky's going to get beat. He thought they was going to get beat by Auburn. He thought they was going to get beat by Arkansas. So I'm, I'm ready to hear Quinn speak about the best coach in the country, John Calipari. All you got to do, Quinn, is press number one, and I'll get you on, buddy. Uh, I think well, he's scared, Jonathan. Well, you already know. Quinn already sold out that Auburn won the whole thing. Here he comes. He pressed number one. I knew you would get him. Hold on, Quinn. <laughs> Stay right there, Quinn. I'm bringing you on. The studio is not working with me tonight. <laughs> Quinn, welcome to the show. Congratulations on your Notre Dame Fighting Irish getting a three seed, buddy. Yeah, but I know I'm not a Kentucky hater, first of all, and I never thought that Auburn would beat them, and I never <laughs> thought that Arkansas would beat them. I know. I'm joking with you, man. Um, <laughs> but I do have. But I do have them getting beat by Wisconsin in the Final Four, and I do think Notre Dame could give them a game if Notre Dame can get to the lead eight. See, I think Wisconsin, what we said, could be could be Kentucky. They're the only team, to me, that could that would have a chance to beat Kentucky right now. Notre Dame, I just think Kentucky's size would smother them outside, Quinn. I just don't think Notre Dame could run with them. I think you're looking about a 25-30 point victory if Kentucky plays Notre Dame. <laughs> I doubt that. No, no, Notre Dame's a very unselfish team. They pass the ball a lot. They look for. I think they put more of a fight than that. Well, maybe 20. What do you think, Jonathan? Well, I mean. Let's just say it's a line six. I'm laying the point. <laughs> it's a line fifteen. I'm laying the point. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I just, I just don't think Kentucky is as good as people are saying they are. 
How do you how do you why do you say that, Quinn? What 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 do you watch about them that makes you think that that they're not as good as what what they're playing at? If they were as good as people say they are, then shouldn't they have beaten everybody by twenty and thirty points? No, man. Why, I mean, you can't why get up did Texas A and M keep a close game with them? Why did Ole Miss? That was early in the should, season. Why should I think that more a battle tested team coming out of a conference with with more talent than these lesser opponents they play? Why can't I think that they can? And the better coach team, why can't I think that they could put up a game with Kentucky? Well, Quinn, you know, in any sport, you know, you're going to have a week or two where even in football, no matter what it is, where you're just not clicking at 100% and maybe you overlook somebody. But I'm going to tell you, Kentucky Well, what if they're not clicking at 100% in one of these tournament games? Oh, it's, well, you know what? The, the difference is they're going to be focused and they run 10 deep with McDonald's All-American. So somebody's going to have the high hand, and Calipari, you bet your butt, he's going to find them, and, and they're, going to, they're going to play more. That's the problem. You can't get them in foul trouble because they're 10 deep. They don't have a go-to player that they just use. They use everybody. See, you can't game plan to stop somebody. You have to game plan to stop all five on the court. This is the most unselfish Kentucky team I've ever witnessed. And that's what makes them unbeatable, in my opinion. You can't game plan. Look at Wisconsin. Kaminsky, you get him in foul trouble or something, Wisconsin could struggle. Well, who are you going to get in foul trouble with Kentucky and they're going to struggle with? You get a few of the players in foul trouble. A few of them. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but they're, 10, they're 10 deep, man. I mean, they just... They run ten. You're not going to foul out. Yeah, more okay. Than two and what if you get a couple of their bigs in trouble? Well, they got a Do couple more bigs. Do they have that height at ten deep? Yeah, they do. So you're telling me they have like six, 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 seven guys? All the guys yes. are six, six or six, seven. Yes. They're I, the biggest I'm team they call it that. that. Jonathan, educate Mr. Quinn here. I mean, we are talking about in Kentucky, arguably one of the best teams. The only way you could find any way you could get Kentucky uh, to struggle and to slip up is if you get Willie Carly Stein and Carl Anthony Town from foul trouble. Even then, they're still going to be able to throw out guys like Alex Footwell. Alex is actually up for the year. They're going to throw out a guy like Trey Wilde. They're going to throw out a guy like Dakar Johnson. Two guys right there can actually hold their own. They just haven't played as much because they have two top five picks in front of them. I mean, you're talking about two great players. Now, the only way you can, I mean, just the only way you can beat Kentucky is if both those guys fall out. The only way you can beat them is they better fall out early. I mean, they could only play one of them and still be better than most of these teams, not all of them. And that's the yeah. thing with Kentucky. And you got to remember, going undefeated is one of the toughest things to do in basketball. you got to come in. Week in and week out, day in and day out, and bring your A game. And I get it. They didn't have a tough conference. I just got done saying that. It's still hard to do it. And basketball, if anything, it's, just, it's more of a game of, of is gravity going to drop my shot farther than I want it to tonight, you know? It's, it's not the easiest game to look. If you have nitro, you can't make a bucket. The ball doesn't bounce your way. But the fact that 33 and 0 says a lot about this team. It says a, a tremendous amount about how they can keep every night, come back, and beat anybody they want. Kentucky, by far, has been the best team we have seen this season, 
And if not in a while, and there's not many teams in, in this decade who are that talented and have two of the probably, you know, it should be the top two picks in the draft. Well, yeah. Quinn, I want to. Oh, I want to tell you. They're not going to win by on. twenty. Hold on, Quinn. Dakari Johnson, seven foot. Willie Carlisle, seven foot. Towns, I'm looking at the roster. Yeah. So everybody on their team, their two guards are six six. They're the smallest guys that usually are on the court. Beside Lyles, he's uh, or no, uh, the other point guard. Let me see his name again. Ulyss, he's five nine, but it's, it's he's a point guard, so it doesn't matter. But what I'm trying to say is these guys have a go-to player. They're all go-to players. Anybody on that team, even on the bench, can step up and put 30 on you if they have to. So that's the problem you're going to run into. This is not your regular basketball team. This is the yeah. the best all-around team I've seen in a long time, probably since UNLV. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I don't think they're going to win by 20-plus each game in the Midwest region is what I'm trying to say. No. I no, don't think not, they'll win by 20-plus each game. No, I don't I don't either. Not every game. I mean, when, when they think, get to the Elite Eight and Final Four, it could be close. I think. Then why did you just say if Notre Dame makes it to the Elite Eight that Kentucky is going to beat them by 25 or 30? Because he's yanking your chain, man. He's yanking your chain. But, but I'll tell you this, Quinn. Kentucky will beat Notre Dame by at least twenty points. I don't I don't care what the line is or, or what it is. I've watched I've watched Notre Dame. They're a very good basketball team, but they're not at that class. They're not at that level to beat a Kentucky. They will get manhandled. Kansas got beat by thirty. UCLA by mm. forty. I mean I mean I mean I know I know Notre Dame's good, but Kentucky will beat them as bad as they want to. I think from the Sweet 16 and on, they'll only win by 15 points or less. From the Sweet 16 on. And 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 you know you could be right, Glenn. You could be right, but I mean, still 15 points is a mess with it. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty bad. Well, I mean, I, I just want them to win it all. I want them to go all the way and be 40 and 0. And, and mark this history. I mean, have we ever seen a team 40 and 0? It's never happened before. No, the closest was Memphis, and they lost to Kansas with Derrick Rose. No. I, ju- I just have a feeling that that they won't. I have them in the Final Four, like I said, but I have a feeling that that they won't win at all. It's just a gut feeling. Well, Wisconsin, if Kentucky loses, it's going to be the Wisconsin in the Final Four. If they, if they make it past that game, whoever they play in the championship game is going to get railroaded. Yeah, I have Duke. Wisconsin winning it all. And then I have yep. I have Duke playing Michigan State in the Final Four. Do you, you think Duke's Duke? going to make it? I have Duke making it to the championship, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, but you never know. But uh, Michigan State, Quinn, they played good today against uh, uh, Wisconsin. But Michigan State is known to choke in that first couple rounds from time to time. Could this be the year? We're going to find out. I mean, playing Georgia should be a no-brainer, but then they have to play a real good Virginia team. Yeah. But I'll give them this. Virginia's struggling right now. They've they yeah. like three out of their last four games, so they have a shot. 
Laura, yeah, Virginia is Virginia's only win is Florida State. That's a that's that's a sad reality. Virginia's only win is against a terrible offensive. I mean, offensively just meant challenge Florida State team. If Virginia plays any team with offensive firepower right now, they could be in some serious trouble. I mean, real trouble. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Quinn, Quinn, tell us your other predictions real quick. Well, I have, I have, um, I have Villanova going down to to Northern Iowa. Ooh. I have, I have Northern Iowa beating Louisville. Then I have Eastern Washington beating Georgetown. And beating Utah. Wow. So I have been playing Duke. That's a good pick. Why do you think Eastern Washington beats Utah? From what I've seen, they've looked pretty good. I mean, Indiana isn't that great, but they went into Bloomington and beat them. Can Eastern Washington handle Utah's bigness? I think so. Anything can happen. I think that's to my. It's looking like that's my Cinderella. I want you to make sure you come play in my bracket too. Okay. Then I got uh, I got Iowa State beating Gonzaga to go to the lead eight. Mm -hmm. Um. It's looking like Wisconsin and Arizona. I mean, I, I already said mainly my bold. My oh, well, I do have, I do have a, uh, I do have Wichita State beating Kansas. Ooh, to get sick. What else? I, I have Northeastern beating Notre Dame by ten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I, Carter, you really want to make a bet on that? <laughs> no. no. I, I don't do think do Buffalo could beat West Virginia. I think West Virginia could be on upset alert there. Belpo could also beat Maryland. That could Maryland could be on upset alert there. Have you watched all these teams play Quinn? Have you watched Valpo and and Buffalo play honestly. I've, be honest with you. I've watched Valpo. I've read up. I've read up on Buffalo. I, I don't. I don't watch it as. I don't watch it as much as you guys do. I mean, I, I watch. I watch it more. I watch it more jan, in like January and February. I pretty much get the whole. I skip it during football season, and the, and then I start hitting it bit by bit in January and February, and then by March I'm fully into it. Well, all right, Mr. Quinn, well, we got to roll on. Thanks for joining us. Some ballsy picks by Mr. Quinn there, Jonathan. I'm, I don't know a Notre Dame team. I think that that heart, you know, having that. That Notre Dame heart, he could screw his bracket up. Well, I mean, he has Notre Dame making it to the Elite Eight from the sounds of it, and I don't think it's a bad pick, actually. I think Notre no. Dame has a very solid chance of getting to the Elite Eight. Um, 
because I think they could. I think they could beat Texas and Butler. Um, Northeastern, I think they can beat at, at Indiana and New Mexico State are jokes. I don't think Kansas is really as good as their seeding. I think Iowa State should honestly have their two seed. Um, and Notre Dame probably even deserves to have Kansas two seed. To be completely honest with you, so. Having Notre Dame making it to the Elite Eight, I think, is not a stretch by any imagination. I think that, um, that's a solid pick. It's going to be a very popular pick. Um, I heard that you know, Kentucky hate in his voice, though. I heard that Kentucky. Could you just tell he hates Kentucky when you were talking to Quinn? Oh, but I, you know he's not a fan. There's no doubt about that. And you know he wants them to lose. And you know what, though? As I, I, I'd like to poll America and see what percentage of them want Kentucky to lose. That's just a pretty high percentage. Can, you know, Calipari um, and, you know, the ESPN study, you know, I hate Christian Leitner uh, premiered tonight. Uh, it was, you know, about half an hour ago. And I think Calipari's kind of replaced Christian Leitner as that bad guy that everybody wants to see lose in college basketball. And when Kentucky missed the tournament a couple years ago, how many people celebrated? I mean, think about that. How many people actually went out and celebrated because Kentucky missed the tournament? And we lost to Robert Morris. Oh, my goodness. In the first round of the NIT. First round. I mean, Kentucky losing, Duke losing. People enjoy seeing that. These are the bad boys of college basketball. People want them to lose. You know, and that's just how it is. You know, they're, they're rivals because we play them. We wind up playing them so many times, they wind up beating us so often. They beat us so badly that we just want them to lose every time. And I think that's where Kentucky and Duke sit. And that's why they're going to be popular picks. You're going to see in a lot of people's brackets, people are going to have Kentucky losing before the championship rounds. You're going to see, going to see people who don't even have Duke going to the Final Four. It's going to be, it's really going to be fun to see how many people put their personal bias, put their personal spin on your bracket. I mean, I, I don't have a dog in this fight. The Florida State ain't in it. So, I mean, I said, you know, and that's probably the best thing for me. Because every year Florida State makes a tournament, I find a way to uh, believe that they're going to make a Final Four one. Mm-hmm. And it fails every time. Well, hold, hold on just a second, Jonathan. Hey, Quinn, I'm going to bring you back on just one second. I'm going to be honest with you. I had Notre Dame losing to Texas in that second round. Texas advances on to the Sweet 16. Your thoughts on that? Could happen. Very well could happen. Uh, I just like Texas. I mean, nothing's easy. Nothing's guaranteed. So I mean, I could, I could see that happening. All right. Well, I, I mean, just wanted to throw. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't want you to think I was sliding your team or nothing. But I just think Texas is going to match up well with Notre Dame and beat them. Yeah, just Texas is going to have to make their. Is gonna have to make. Is gonna have to play well offensively because Notre Dame's gonna get their points. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Quinn, man, thanks for joining us tonight on the show. Uh, we're gonna do another program this week, Jonathan. I'll, I'll keep you updated. So hopefully, you can join us, and we'll pick our brackets uh, round by round. We'll get to the final four in the championship, and and see who you have. I, I I'm you know. March Madness is just like bowl season. You know, everybody loves it. It's one of the most exciting times of the year. This is why college sports is so popular because they, they, they do, they're especially March Madness, because they do a true tournament. And you might not get the best team every time. You know, there are the years where Kentucky, you know, obviously Connecticut was not the best team when they won with Kemba Walker. 
and with Shabbat. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But you have the, the pageantry behind it. It's just so much fun. There's always somebody who comes out of nowhere. You know, you always look for the Cinderella. That's why I think with this selection committee, they need to start leaning more favorably towards the Murray State to go 27-5. and five. And they're just absolutely amazing at times. And, and pass on the UCLA's and the Indiana's, you know, old school. Look, they haven't won anything since, you know, either when I was two in UCLA's case or when my dad was four in Indiana's case. So, <laughs> I mean, just being perfectly honest, you know, let's let's start rewarding these mid-majors because they've proven time and time again that they belong in March Madness. Yeah, and if, I, if I had a gun to my head tonight and I had to pick the final four, Jonathan, and, and Duke, the reason I would pick them is because that bracket on their side is so weak. I like Duke. I would pick Louisville. I know that's a stretch. That's a tough pick. Kentucky and Wisconsin. And I would have Kentucky beating Wisconsin, even though I'd like to see Wisconsin beat Kentucky. And I would have to go with with Duke. So Kentucky and Duke in the championship, who would you take in that one? I would take Kentucky and Duke. You take Kentucky. Um, <laughs> not even close. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I'd put the spread will be low, but I bet you Kentucky wins by double digits. Yeah, I do too. It's just a, that's an early bird uh, final four. I'll have my final four by, let's see, Wednesday night, or we'll do a show right before the turn. Well, the tournament starts Thursday, so I may have to do a show Tuesday night. So would you would you be available to do one Tuesday? Um. I think Tuesday I'm jammed until like 10 o'clock those night. Until what time? Uh, I'm jammed from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Maybe we could do one at 10 o'clock Eastern time. If you could join mm-hmm. us. Yeah, definitely. We could do I mean, you want to do one that late, I can definitely hop in. That's not a problem at all. Yeah, we can do one late. We'll just strictly go through the bracket. And if anybody out there is listening would like to join us, be more than happy to have you on. But, Jonathan, thanks for joining me tonight, man. It was fun talking some hoops, and I'm ready to get that bracket filled out. Oh, so am I. I can't wait. Just know I have Wisconsin winning it all. All right. Hey, I, I would be tickled if, if Wisconsin won a championship. Love that team. And you may I may change my mind and have Wisconsin winning it all by, by Tuesday night. That's a long way off right now. That sure is. All right, Jonathan, take care. Quinn, thanks for calling in, too, and we'll see you Tuesday night. All right, sounds good. Good night, guys. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>